Brian Billick with us now, as he is each and every week. Brian, what's going on? What's happening? Good afternoon. How are we doing? All right. What's going on? What's on your mind today? Anything interesting? Well, you know, we're coming up to that time of the season where, uh, and particularly as you get in November, you know, the games, the matchups, uh, obviously not that they're more important than the games in September. I mean, a loss in September costs you just as much as that loss in December. We just know what that loss represents. Obviously, the big game for me, being a little selfish, is that Ravens-Steeler uh, game. Uh, they're just so – the implications of this, that whole AFC North and how it's playing out, the Ravens, who have not been in the playoffs three of the last four years, four out of the last five, um, this, this, you talk about a big game because the rest of the way, you know, they, even if they win all their home games, they're going to have to steal some games on the road, but it begins with this Steeler game. No, absolutely. I mean, it's a big game for the Ravens. Uh, you know, they started off and it looked like it was going to be really good. Now they've lost three out of four. They lost a, a tough game in Cleveland. They lost a brutal game to New Orleans. They've been competitive. Last week, probably the worst game they played all year. Uh, probably the worst game as far as being out of games. The worst game they played all season. Carolina's good, too. But now this is a uh, this is a big game. They'd have two wins over Pittsburgh if they win it. This is a very, very big game for them. And Pitt's starting to put it together. So I think, this, I, I think you're right. I think it's a very telling game and a very big game for them. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot. I'll give you another one. Other than the big two, which we'll get to, charges in Seattle. Seattle's a lot better than I thought they would be. I didn't notice it until they played the Rams, and they played them well. I thought this would be a rebuilding year for Seattle. Pete's done a very good job. The quarterback's done a good job, and they're playing a good Charger team that has only lost to the Chiefs and the Rams this year. So the winner of this game is a serious player this year. Yeah, and they both, both those teams, interestingly, because they're no longer in their respective divisions. Yep, they're in the, the in the AFC and NFC wild card division, yep. as it were, yep. Yep. because it's hard. You know, even though they, they they only had the two losses, hard to see Kansas City uh, faltering to the point yeah. where 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 the Chargers could catch up with. And them. the Chargers and never beat them. The Chargers have lost to them eight right. times in a row, too. Yeah. So so obviously now it becomes very competitive in terms of them looking around. San Diego is competing really in my mind with those other AFC North yep. teams, whether yep. it's Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati, because for the extra wild card position, then obviously uh, Seattle is competing with uh, probably a larger field, but depending on what's going on in the NFC North, uh, the NFC South looks to be very, very good. We'll see if Atlanta continue to stay on pace, but obviously with uh, New Orleans and, and Carolina, whoever doesn't win that division is going to be in a prime spot to be in the wild card, so you're right. I, I think that I think that San Diego and Seattle game is going to have a lot of ramifications. Then you have the Saints and the Rams, and you know Rams going into New Orleans. They haven't lost. If the Saints ever win this game, Saints can have everybody go through New Orleans, which would be enormous if they could hold that. So this is a this game has major uh, major uh, home field implications. Well, if you're, you're talking about a New Orleans team, yeah. yes, indeed, they can pull off the trifecta of having gone to Baltimore and won, to Minnesota and winning against those two defenses, and then all but at home beating the undefeated Rams. Absolutely. New Orleans is kind of planting their flag to say, you can say what you want about the Rams, but we're the team to beat in the NFC. Well, it's funny because we... I love the Ram, uh, New Orleans going into the season. The first week they lose to the Tampa and give up 48 points, and I'm like, what the heck was I thinking about? And then since then they haven't lost a game. 
Yeah, and, the, and you made you wonder about the defense. You yeah. know, I thought going in defensively, you know, they had gotten just light years ahead of where they were three, four years ago. Uh, and that, okay, yeah, this deep, you knew the offense was going to be good, but defensively, yeah, they might actually step up and be maybe one of these top ten defenses. Then after that game, you wonder, yeah, what the heck happened? And it is hard. It is hard for a team to keep up defensively, statistically-wise, when you have an offense cranking out the way that New Orleans does. Because what happens? People get behind. They throw away the game plan. They have to churn out a bunch of yards, uh, not necessarily with scores. So I think, uh, you know, New Orleans is better than maybe their defensive ranking indicates. And then Green Bay coming off the tough loss to the Rams, a game they obviously you know might have won if if uh, Aaron had gotten the ball back. He didn't. We know we, we watched it there. It was a great game. I thought best game of the year. And now they go to play the Pats on Sunday night. Uh, the two great quarterbacks. That will be the storyline in every pregame show all week. The two great quarterbacks matching up. In but a game that really. New England doesn't have to win it. We know where they are. They already clinched their division by Thanksgiving. But Green Bay desperately needs this game. Yeah, and they've got a brutal stretch over this last, you know, the last couple games and then even coming up. That, uh, But the division is still staying close. It's not like, although Minnesota seems to have gotten their stride uh, uh, from the earlier losses, the head-scratching one to Buffalo, obviously. But they seem to be getting their stride as well. Getting Everson Griffin back was a big get for them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so far they've been able to stay close. But you're right, going into Foxborough is a tough place to go in and keep up with the division that you're in. And it is going to be a great matchup, obviously. Uh, I was impressed that you – I agree with you. It was a great game with the Rams. I was impressed with the defense and the they way played they played well. the Rams. Eventually, they just got wore down. They played but well. The plan they had early, it yep. looked good. They put a lot of pressure on, on him early in the first half. They put a lot of pressure on him in the game. They really did. They got to the quarterback a lot. Yeah, and, and they were kind of creative in the way they did it. Now, again, you're talking about when you talk about an Aaron Rodgers, that's the intriguing thing to me about the Rodgers-Brady matchup this week. Between the two of them, has anything happened on a, on a football field in the last 20 years that these guys haven't seen? So their experience and whatever it is Bill Belichick wants to come up with to face a Tom or an Aaron Rodgers, and likewise Mike Pettin, and, and just came off obviously playing a very good team, but not a quarterback with the experience uh, in obviously a golf that you have by way of Brady. You know, when you see Green Bay, now listen, they banished – Montgomery, we understand that. Uh, I understand that. But when they traded a good defensive player, too, I mean, that, that's a weird signal they're sending there. I mean, trading a, a, a guy who is known around the league to be a good player, trading him, you know, at the deadline, I mean, and saying it doesn't mean it, it's not an indicator of what we think of the season or anything. Hard to sell that, isn't it, to, 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 to the team when you're trading a guy who's a really good player? Yeah, it does. You're right. Montgomery was obviously there's a backstory there, and right. maybe there is one with uh, Clinton Dix as well that we don't know about. But you're right on a team that desperately needs to be good on defense. They they may they may wish they had Clinton Dix this week when they're facing Tom Brady. But there's there's got to be something else to that because otherwise you're exactly right. You look at that and you got to scratch your head and say, well, have you kind of thrown in the towel? Uh, certainly, they're not going to say they did that, and and there, maybe there's some capital implications. But there may be a more of a backstory to that than we realize, just like the Montgomery. Uh, uh, Oakland, San Francisco tonight, obviously. Um, can you see what Gruden's doing here, or are you puzzled by what Gruden's doing here? 
Well, no. I mean, if you got to come in and they're, if they're just totally clearing the decks, you know, when you look at the trade of Amari Cooper, regardless of how what you thought of Cooper, if someone wanted to give me a first round pick That's a lot. like Dallas did, That's a lot. how do you not take it? You do uh, take to it. Me, they that do was, take. That was a good deal. Now I agree with shopping that. Him, we know their inconsistency, but it was kind of like you know everybody's got a price, and 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 you found mine, and that would be a first. No, round No, that pick one I have Amari no. Cooper. Khalil Mack, I wouldn't have traded him. I would trade. I totally agree with you on that one. Right. But I mean, do you think they that organization thinks that uh, he's a little out there, or they think they ha- they figure he knows what he's got going on here? Well, declaring the decks got three first round picks, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to be good going forward as they, they make this transition towards Las Vegas. The only thing I question, and I don't know how real it is, because sometimes it's observations from the outside. You know, their response to it that that uh, Derek Carr is their quarterback for the foreseeable future. I Boy, I don't get that. Derek Carr, if Derek Carr were put out for possible trade, there would be 10 teams that would give you at least a one and probably multiple picks. Well, I think Derek Carr, you know, obviously he had some difficulty after the, uh, after the injuries, but this is a guy that's been a 4,000-yard guy in a given year. Uh, touchdown to interception ratio. He's thrown a few more interceptions than you like, but it's mostly been in years where he's had to try to make something happen. I think Derek Carr is an outstanding talent. Um, I, I hope that they don't think they can do better. Do you uh, does does the does the Tampa Bay team going back to Fitz and obviously Fitz almost pulled the game out of the fire from way back. He put up 20. They were 21 back with two minutes left in the third quarter. And they sent it over. They almost, they tied the game and then lost it on the last second. Um, and now they moved to him again for the second time this year. He's the starting quarterback. Does that finish Winston in, uh, in Tampa? It may, or it would have finished Dirk Cutter in Tampa. I think Dirk finally realized, okay, look, if I'm going to go down, because I've, I've used that card where I'm here to develop Winston. That's not working. Uh, I just got to win some games. I've got to show that we can win some games at a team, and he's going with the guy that he thinks can best do that. Um, you know, he got the job, remember, off the existing staff because he because Winston had showed progress yep. and they didn't want to disrupt that. Well, you know, that's obviously uh, has not gone, according to Hoyle. So, there, you know, I think this is a move on his part that definitively says the only way I keep my job is if I win some games. And the best way for me to do that is is with Fitzpatrick. You know, no one talks about uh, Washington, and no one talks about that quarterback at all. But he is, for his career, almost forty games over five hundred in the regular season. And all he does, I understand, he hasn't won championships, but wherever he goes, he plays well enough to have his team in contention, and he plays well enough week in and week out to win a lot of games. You know that? I mean, he really, when 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 all is said and done, he's going to have had a pretty good career he really has yeah and i think you're going to see them get better and better you know the supporting cast in the passing game is only so good obviously the running game with adrian peterson is cranked up defensively yep. uh, and they you know and them just picking up clinton dicks like we just talked about but alex smith uh, wins it, a lot of games you know that he really you know, does question. wherever he goes think, he wins and i think you'll get better at it now the question is obviously the challenge just like it has been for uh, uh, Kansas City all these years, and Andy Reid is, okay, what are you going to do in the playoffs? Yep. So that's that's where his test will be. But there's no question, his success and what he's done in the regular season, and as I said, I think you're going to see him get even more and more impactful 
uh, in him throwing the ball down the field. You know, it's funny. When he played San Francisco, he did well, and then they replaced him. And he played great in a playoff loss in the Wallens one year where he had great numbers in the game. Then he went and he, he you know, wherever he's gone – he goes to Kansas City. He won every single year. I know they had their heart broken in the playoffs a lot. And now he goes to Washington, and now he's got them playing well and winning games. You know, he's mobile. He's smart. I know he doesn't have a great arm, but he's productive. He really is. He, You know, he, he has a habit in the regular season of playing really well. Yeah, and it's hard to imagine why, although when you look at Kansas City and the, the, the what they did with uh, Mahomes, it's you know, you kind of now look, oh, well, yeah. okay, now we get it. This guy's pretty yeah. good. No, I know. Uh, yeah. This is an all-world kid. I understand that. This kid's exactly. got a great arm and everything else. But Smith's had a very underrated career. He really uh, has. I agree with you 100%. I like Alex Smith. But for whatever reason, every team he's been with, at the end of the day, they've questioned his ability to, to take it to the next level. And you know Washington, you know we has been underrated. You know they've they they're they've been deep, they've been okay the last couple of years. You know and they fly under the radar because everyone pays attention to the Giants, everyone pays attention to the Eagles win a championship. Always everybody pays attention to the Cowboys and the Redskins have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. And they're now who's winning the division? The Redskins. Yeah, and and, and obviously they're doing it in a way that's going to travel well because they're playing great defense. They're running the ball. And as I said, and I agree with you, I think Alex Smith is a better quarterback than people are giving credit for. If they can really begin to add that element to it and let him do some of the things that we know he can in terms of the pass game, to go with that defense in the running game, you're right. They could make some noise in the playoffs. Second half, if I see a team that I, I think is on the improve, one I see is, and I'm surprised by him, because I did not think they'd have a big year, and that's the Colts. I love the quarterback. He's my favorite player in the league. But they have now put a really good offensive line in front of him, and he hasn't been sacked in a couple of weeks. Last week they run for 200 and pass for 250. They're not laying a glove on him. You don't lay a glove on him, he's going to beat you. And all of a sudden they're starting to win some games. Well, and that's been the combination. That has not been the case years past. And I agree, Andrew Luck is, is as good as there is. I don't remember a quarterback coming out uh, in, in the last 10, 15 years where people across the league were so universally in agreement of how good this guy's going to be uh, and, and just didn't have the supporting cast. But now you're right, with that offensive line, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to win a lot of games just on his ability and his ability to stay upright in the pocket. Yeah, you, lo- you know, he's already thrown 22 touchdown passes this year, which is he's starting to be very productive and better. He's just getting healthy because he's not getting clobbered, which is the best thing. You know, I mean, that's really the uh, at least he's not getting killed for a change. And keep in mind, this is the first year back from the injury. As yep. is typical, you know, it's the next year that usually you start to see the uptick in what they're able to do. So, yeah, they could they could be in great shape if indeed he comes back even stronger next year. Uh, any uh, biggest disappointment? Is it easily the Giants, or do you want to put some, you want to put the Raiders in there? You want to put uh, Jacksonville in there? Who's your biggest disappointment so far this year? Is it the Giants? Yeah, you know the Raiders. You kind of knew they weren't going to be a good team to begin with, and Gruden come in uh, outside of the quarterback. Uh, the Giants was probably a bit of a surprise with the moves, the drafting of Barkley, uh, the things that they were doing in totality. I thought they were going to be very competitive yep. and maybe be the, te- be the team in the NFC East. Uh, and the fact that they, it just keeps kind of going downhill, 
That's that's a that is probably the biggest surprise for me. Um, the Falcons, you understand, because yep, of the, the injuries. injuries on defense and Jacksonville. You know, that, a lot thought, of people thought Jacksonville was going to be a Super Bowl team this year after last year. A lot of people picked them this year, and boy, they've fallen apart too. Yeah, and it's not just Blake Bortles. I agree. That's probably the answer to the question directly. Maybe the biggest surprise because. It's not just Bortles. That defense, as good as it has been and statistically looks like, they're doing – I mean, they've turned some stuff down. And their inability to run the ball, now obviously the injury to Fournette. So there's reasons to identify it. But to just dismiss it as being maybe Bortles, I don't know that's real. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you next week, Coach. Thank you very much. Uh, Brian Billick.